0: Good morning, I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. After being ranked one of the most dangerous cities in the country for pedestrians and cyclists, Tampa city leaders unveiled a plan yesterday to solve the problem, but WMNF's Chris Young reports that it comes with a high price tag.
1: Mayor Jane Castor joined city leaders at a community center in West Tampa To discuss the citywide mobility plan.
2: The plan is going to be our roadmap into the future for redesigning our streets, making walking and biking a breeze throughout our city, and putting our staff and resources to work in ways that will create the biggest impact.
1: The plan is ambitious, with a goal of zero roadway deaths and half of commute trips to be made by walking, biking, and taking transit by 2050. It'll also cost $2 billion to execute. Various small, short-term projects were outlined Tuesday. Alan Klandennan is a member of Tampa City Council.
0: You'll see that the short term, it's not a lot because guess what? We don't have the money to do it right now, but it's something that we have to invest. We have to find the money.
1: Castor says the city has already received $125 million in funding through national and state departments of transportation. She says they will continue looking for grant funding. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young in Tampa.
0: Returning new College of Florida students got a surprise recently when the school said that they were being reassigned to different dorms. It turns out that their preferred housing was going to new students and athletes instead. Hannah Homer is the parent of a new college student who is considering transferring because of that and other changes that have happened at the college this year. She was interviewed yesterday on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe.
2: He was supposed to be in gold, which in a apartment style housing, he's starting his thesis. So he really needs the privacy to to work on that. But at the same time, that environment was nice because it's it's sweet. So you still have some social interaction with your friends and roommates, but then you can shut your door and get your work done. This is also likely to be a last straw type situation. I don't know. It certainly seems, given the minimal communication we've had, that all of these, you know, next terrible things are just ways to try to force out the current students. And, you know, at some point you create enough chaos that, you know, congratulations, it worked, we're leaving. So, yeah, that's the other thing that was discussed yesterday and has been discussed is that, Parts of pay dorm are closed because of mold Uh, and beyond that, the whole building is connected by the HVAC system. So even doing some remediation in part of the dorm is not necessarily removing the mold
0: problem. That's Hannah Homer speaking yesterday on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. She's the parent of a new college student who is considering transferring because of the changes that have happened since Governor Ron DeSantis appointed a slate of conservatives to the college's Board of Trustees. You can watch this full interview on our website, WMNF.org. Sanford City leaders will hold a community-wide conversation tonight aimed at making the city a more equitable place. For all its residents, WMFE's Danielle Pryor reports. Tonight is the first of two Sanford Speaks events aimed at ensuring the city is a more safe, inclusive, and equitable place for anyone who lives or works there. The Sanford Speaks conversation will be led by the city's Race, Equality, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, formed in 2021, nine years after the death of Trayvon Martin in Sanford. His killing and the circumstances surrounding it are credited with starting the Black Lives Matter movement. The goal of Sanford Speaks is to help foster trust across cultural ethnic, and racial lines, strengthen interpersonal relationships, and increase awareness of systemic injustices. In Orlando, I'm Danielle Pryor. Governor Ron DeSantis has spent more than $15 million this year to aid Texas in blocking migrants from entering the country. The Florida National Guard was sent to Texas last month And the Miami Herald reports recent violence at the border coincides when they were there in the area. Some Texas officers pushed small children and nursing babies back into the Rio Grande. A state trooper reported seeing a 19-year-old pregnant woman having a miscarriage after being caught in razor wire. And a four-year-old girl trying to cross the razor wire was also pressed back by Texas National Guard soldiers. It remains unclear whether Florida National Guard were part of the actions under investigation. Wakulla County commissioners are facing backlash for refusing to update the county's spring protection ordinance. Some residents say the county is not doing all it can to ensure Wakulla Spring stays clean. Local environmentalist David Damon blasted the board for its lack of action.
2: Some of you grew up here; you know better. You should be ashamed. Every one of you should be ashamed because you don't give a damn.
0: Monday's commission meeting broke out with citizen protests. Commissioners say they did not act on the citizen-based proposal because it did not go through the proper state channels. The debate over stricter regulations comes as the request was submitted to the county to build a gas station over part of the spring last February. That request was eventually withdrawn. Endangered green sea turtles in Florida may soon have a new critical habitat 5,000 acres worth. WLRN intern Ariana Otero has this report.
2: If all goes according to plan, scores of these endangered turtles will have a safe place to call home by year's end. That's the aim of a new proposal from U.S. Fish and Wildlife officials and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. In 2019, the Center for Biological Diversity sued the agencies on the grounds there were no protections for green sea turtles. This new proposal is the result of a court-ordered agreement. Elise Bennett is the senior attorney for the center. Ultimately, we were able to reach an agreement with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and NOAA Fisheries to make these determinations that we're seeing today for the green sea turtle. The critical habitats will work to protect the sea turtles from the effects of climate change and other threats like sea level rise, vessel strikes and illegal harvesting. Whenever a federal agency is going to take an action, whether it's funding a dredging project, whether it's a beach renourishment project, they have to make sure that that action will not destroy or adversely modify this critical habitat. The proposal is expected to be approved after a three-month public comment period. I'm Ariana Otero in Miami.
0: Officials say a seventh case of malaria has been documented in Sarasota. The Florida Department of Health reported a new locally acquired case of malaria during the week of July 9th through 15th. That's in addition to five cases last month and one case in May. Sarasota County, along with Manatee County, directly to the north, has been under a mosquito-borne illness alert for nearly a month. Sarasota County officials have been using aircraft, trucks, and ground crews to apply insecticide where malaria cases have been reported. Mosquito control workers are trapping the insects for evaluation by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. It is mild and clear in the Tampa Bay area, highs today in the lower 90s, overnight lows in the mid-70s, possible rain after sunset today. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.